0: So I was talking about in the first first section um, uh, why Grayscale maybe isn't uh, redeeming, even though they technically can, uh, because <clears> they <throat> just can't create while redeeming. They're supposed to be more like a close-in fund, and I don't think close-in funds are supposed to be doing uh, redemptions and, and creations, and I'm actually not sure why. Why they can't, but Grayscale wanted to be like an open ended fund, the GBTC. Uh, but I, I don't know if that's just because um, they're not allowed to do that because maybe um, of the restrictions. You know, they're listed on OTC, they're not listed on a major exchange. So these restrictions by the SEC are these restrictions because of the nature of the legal structure of the trust? I actually don't know. But um I, I have read that Grayscale could be redeeming, they just choose not to. they completely control this entity. Uh, I don't know why anybody would actually buy it uh, because I don't think, I don't think most people know what this entity is, what kind of rights they have, uh, what kind of rights they don't have. I know why investors initially th- with the private pl- r- private placement, I know why they were so keen to get involved in this trust. And that's because there was such a high premium in the premium uh, in the beginning. Basically, what that means is that the shares were trading uh, so much higher than the actual NAV or the actual um, um, pricing, basically, of each share based on the amount of Bitcoin that were in the trust. So um, it was a lot cheaper to go buy Bitcoin on the open market than it was to buy it through this trust. And of course, if you're if you or somebody who was able to buy it basically at the the price of the market and give it to Grayscale who locked it up and then were to sell it at a a huge premium um, to the public using this trust uh, on OTC that was listed on the OTC, uh, you gained um, enormously from that premium. Um, So, you, you know, and if the goal of this trust was to basically replicate or be very close to the price of Bitcoin, it has failed. It, it, it's failed since its inception. And one could argue that that was the very reason for the product itself to even exist. I would argue that that and to lock up Bitcoin uh, to basically never be sold or to give you know, Barry Silbert and Grayscale, the company, complete control over when and if Bitcoin is ever sold uh, and to also take a huge fee um, from the assets under under management in this trust uh, these were all goals of this original product. And, you know, back to the, my first thought, which is this, this product has never actually, um, been able to, to say that it's, it's come anywhere close to the price of Bitcoin as far as I've seen. I mean, maybe it, maybe it has traded very close to NAV, um, at one point or another, but at least in the very beginning when there was hype around this product, um, you know, uh, it, 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 didn't trade anywhere near um, the price of the underlying asset. It was at least, it was double uh, the price of Bitcoin at one point. I mean, I'll have to go back and look at it, but I mean, does that make sense that this product like should exist whenever there's a, there's a large premium like that? To me, it doesn't make sense. And it, it clearly shows this product, even in the beginning, really was never meant to replicate or, or be, Uh, approach the price of Bitcoin, which it's supposed to do. That was their original goal. Um, But because there were so little shares and so much demand through hype at the time, uh, it it just didn't happen because the shares basically trade uh, based on supply and demand. And because Grayscale completely controls redemptions and even creations creation of new units of this product, it's, it's under their complete control. And again, right now, Grayscale could be redeeming um, the underlying Bitcoin. But what does that mean for the market? It means that if you turn in your share, uh, Grayscale will give you uh, the underlying Bitcoin. They'll have to send you the Bitcoin. And you're probably, you know, you bought it with cash, right? You, and you want the underlying Bitcoin. Well, you're probably going to just sell the Bitcoin on the open market right now um, because, uh, you know, that's that's where you can get a higher price because the, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is currently trading at a discount. So uh, that's what you would do. Now, that means selling Bitcoin, Grayscale isn't going to... I mean, they're pro-Bitcoin people. They don't want people just redeeming to sell Bitcoin. Because um, if you sell, it means you kind of want out of the trade, right? So you're not going to just take the Bitcoin and sit on it. You're going to go into the market and sell it. Number two, the other way that you could get out of this trust is you, you say, hey, here's my share for GBTC, I want out, and Grayscale doesn't give you the Bitcoin because it's kind of hard to, like, you know, send someone the Bitcoin um, in the first place. Somebody who wanted this product uh, isn't really into Bitcoin. They just kind of wanted the price exposure. They didn't want to go buy Bitcoin on the open market back then. They're not going to be able be willing to do it now, or they're not going to want to hold their own Bitcoin. So, what's going to happen is is you're going to turn in your share, and Grayscale itself. Is going to have to give you something, right? They're going to give you. They're going to have to basically sell Bitcoin themselves to give you the cash that you want to exit this trade. And what that means is, Grayscale would be selling the Bitcoin, which they def- definitely do not want to do for 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 at least two reasons. One is that they're pro Bitcoin and this would crash the market. The number two reason is that if whenever their assets under management decrease, uh, their two percent fee, you know, off, off all the assets that they control will go down. So they have no incentive. And in fact, they have a negative incentive to allow redemptions when the trust is trading at a negative premium. So they're not going to, they're just not going to. So they're trying what they're trying to do because people are kind of getting upset that it's not really tracking Bitcoin. But it makes sense logically. Like if you don't allow redemptions, there's no arbitrage opportunity um, that it it shouldn't track Bitcoin. There's no reason why it should. Uh, So, but again, they're not going to allow redemptions, but they do have to do something because people are getting upset. Uh, and that is that they want to roll this into an ETF, a spot ETF, uh, but they need SEC approval. And, you know, I was reading that, you know, if, if you want to do that, you have to, you have to abide by the rules of SEC Investment Act of 1940. And apparently they didn't do that. I mean, <clears throat> they didn't disclose. <clears throat> they weren't built. They weren't built like that. So, um, they have to provide additional disclosures, but the SCC has a problem with all these Bitcoin ETF, um, products that are being, um, launched or, or they're applying to be, uh, products that are being launched. And, and one of the things is that they don't believe that the market is not manipulated and they, they don't have any access. They don't have any control. They can't see into this market. They believe that there's a lot of tethers being printed out of thin air and not backed that, uh, significantly affect the price of Bitcoin. Um, There's all these things that they have issue with, um, with, with them being listed on a, um, a huge exchange uh, and going from OTC to, you know, NASDAQ or whatever. Um, And so the Bitcoiners are trying to persistent, Um, but what will the ETF do? Well, the ETF product uh, will allow them to do creation and redemptions at the same time. And, they're basically accredited investors or institutions that will be allowed to do this. So basically that they're saying is we want to, um, to give certain people, um, arbitration or sorry, uh, arbitrage abilities, just not you, um, not the retail trader, but the retail trader who, who buys an ETF basically is just looking for that price exposure. They don't really want to own anything. They don't really want to, um, uh, deal with the underlying thing. Um, you know, and a lot of ETFs are are baskets of stocks. Although this isn't, this would just be Bitcoin. Um, but there's a GLD, uh, also product that you know is just gold. So in theory, uh, so in theory, you know, you could have this ETF product. Um, but again, um, it would it would be better. It would be better for Bitcoin because it would it would track closer the price of Bitcoin. But I think the SEC is not happy with what they see in the uh, the unregulated. Um, marketplace of bitcoin these bitcoin uh these these crypto exchanges that they're not too happy about uh, they think it's manipulated um, and they have a good good reason to believe that this industry is is highly manipulated and at least um, uh at least um, uh, uh so, so like coinbase is of the world um they allow they, they have an exchange, right? And it's all crypto. But most of these cryptos, cryptos, or at least the ones they claim that trade on their exchange, they, they don't think these are securities. So the SEC doesn't regulate these mar- these marketplaces, these exchanges. Uh, so why would the Bitcoiners think that, that creating a security, you know, out of um, basically Bitcoin into a fund and creating a security out of it and trading that, why would they think that that, that should pass muster. Why do they think that, you know, they don't want the SEC involved in all their crypto exchanges. Why do they think that, that you can then take this asset, bundle it into a fund and put it on like um, um, an exchange that the SEC regulates uh, and call it a security? Why do they think that that should have no effect on, on or, or no uh, relationship to what's going on on all these other exchanges around the world? Uh, in the and even in the U.S. that are not regulated by the SEC and also don't want their regulation. Um, so it's just a curious dynamic. Uh, I think this SEC should continue to not uh, approve these products with the spot Bitcoin ETF. And I think, to be honest with you, it's kind of like buyer beware. I think that the people involved in GBTC you know, they're kind of losing money. They're not happy with the product, but you know what? They should have, this is not, they should have done their own due diligence. And the Bitcoin people are very like pro, hey, you, you know, you didn't read the code. You didn't find the bug. Well, that's on you. That's on you, bro. You know? So, um, they're complaining about a product. They're complaining that, that it's trading at a discount to NAV and that the SEC should fix this by approving their product. Well, they're demanding something, you know, they're demanding help. Um, basically, uh, because they didn't do their due diligence because they didn't understand what the GBTC product was. Uh, they didn't understand, you know, that they basically gave complete control over to grayscale. Uh, they have no control. They have basically no rights. And again, I still don't know if they have fiduciary duty to these un- to the beneficial owners. Uh, they're not even owners. I kind of think that they don't, I kind of think that they don't. I mean, this is a great product if you're grayscale. Um, because why would you ever, ever, ever allow redemptions on this product? Even, um, even if this, the beneficial people scream, I mean, you, you, they can't do anything. I mean, maybe they could sue you. Um, perhaps they will be sued, and they probably will be. But I mean, to be fair, he's making so much money just off of the fees, and he completely controls these assets. Like, if he to do, do, if he wanted to do lending off GBTC, he could, and there'd be nothing the beneficial people could say about it. So I just actually think that, um, again, buyer beware. Like, sorry, you bought you bought GBTC. You probably didn't understand it. Uh, sorry, you bought it, but that's not our fault. That's not the SEC's fault. We don't have to fix this for you. Uh, you should have to basically live with the product that you're in. And if it trades at a discount, if it goes lower, I'm sorry, but you bought this product and you were gambling and you probably, you didn't look into it. Uh, this happens all the time. People buy ETFs they don't understand, leverage ETFs, they get screwed, um, and they don't understand it, and it's kind of, you know, buyer beware. Like, sorry, but you should have read what you're buying, and I totally believe that with this product.